Welcome to the Hawk Talk. I am your host, Sophia, and today on the second episode, we'll be talking about cars. We have Mr. Maldonado here to help us, and he is our expert on cars, and he is supposed to help us with figuring out what they hold in the future and how they are going to advance in the very near. So, let's jump into it. Okay. So, Tesla versus other electric cars, why are they all picking up now, and why do they all want to go after Tesla? So, that's an interesting question. Why are they all going after Tesla? Honestly, I don't know that they are, but they might be. But think about it. Tesla, Tesla has done something that nobody else has done before. It's the only company, or the first one, that we know of that's that's popular that only has electric cars right so there are certainly other companies that have electric cars right and a lot of them are booming are, are starting up i just read an article that general motors is investing 2.3 billion dollars in an electric car facility in detroit and that's where by the way the new hummer is going to be made so that's going to be huge but it's a huge market, and they all want a piece of it. They all want to make money. They see Tesla making all sorts of money, and they all want part of it. They see that's where society is going, and people are buying them, and so they want to get in on it. Okay, so to kind of draw off of like what people want right now, so I was doing my research, and I found out that electric cars first kind of started up in 1890. Absolutely. So Absolutely. my question is, why are they starting up now? Like, what made them die up? Because they had a big, like, about 20 to 25 year span when there's no, no, nothing going on. And then they started you up did and your then they research, restarted. didn't you? You did your research. That's fantastic. So I, I'm pausing because I'm really impressed by the question and the, and the research that you did. So 1890 or, or the late 1800s, that's when automobiles started. Uh, so not only did you have electric cars around that time, you had, they were experimenting with all sorts of different uh, power sources or fuel sources, right? They were experimenting with steam. Steam cars were huge, but they all had their inherent problems. You didn't, haven't seen a lot of electric cars because of the batteries mainly. I mean, if you think about it, the, the batteries are the fuel source. Batteries inherently, especially ones for cars, are heavy. They're massively heavy. The battery in my car is probably a good, I don't know, 10, 15 pounds, right? And that's only got enough electricity to start the car. It doesn't have enough electricity to maintain it. So to have enough electricity to keep a car going and your typical fill up on a, on a car with gasoline gets you about 300 to 400 miles. You could go nowhere near that with battery technology. So it's not until battery technology with lithium ion batteries that, that, where, that caused uh, um, electric cars to really be a viable, reasonable product for the American people. So they didn't succeed because the, the, the batteries were, were not really good. And, and now that they're making batteries better and lighter, that way, that way they can be a viable fuel source. So if you think about it, weight's, weight's a big deal when it comes to cars. The heavier a car is, the more energy it takes to move it, 
right? And so if you can make batteries lighter and more fit into the spaces so that the, uh, in physics, there's this thing called center of gravity or center of mass. So the higher the center of mass, the easier it is for something to tip over. So Tesla and all the electric car companies, they're putting the battery sources all the way at the bottom, like this uh, picture that I showed you, right? That's all batteries down there. So the, the bottom is all batteries, so that's where the heaviest stuff is. And so since they're making the batteries lighter and more efficient, they can make um, electric cars a more viable source. So they can go three, 400 miles without having to charge them up. Obviously, it all depends on your driving, how you drive, right? If you drive like crazy and you go super, super fast, then you're going to go less on a, on a full charge or a or full tank of gas. So. Um, it's all in the batteries. It's all in the batteries. Technology. Okay, so now I think this is kind of the main thing that we've been preparing for. What can we see in the future from, you know, GM Motors and, you know, all these now companies coming out of, like, electric cars and not electric cars? Like, what's, like, kind of the main things that we can kind of see in the future? So there's a lot of different things we're going to see in the future. I really do think electric cars are here to stay. I don't think we're going to get rid of them. But... Um, Cars follow society trends, right? So my first car was actually a pickup truck. I love pickup trucks, still do, wish I had one. But uh, then again, I told my wife plenty of times, my ideal house is like a little studio apartment with like a 12 car garage, all full of cars just for me. I might let her park her car in one of the garage stalls, but I might not, I'm not sure. But Cars follow society because society is the one who buys them. So the reason we have electric cars is because people have become more aware of uh, the environment and what fossil fuels will do to the environment and the fact that we realize that it's a limited, the fossil fuels are a limited resource. But electric is potentially unlimited, right? You, you stick a solar panel on the top of a car and you can charge your car and charge your battery and whatnot. Plus, the car companies are experimenting with wireless charging. So right now, in order to charge your electric car, you've got to have the car parked and you've got to have it plugged in. So what they're experimenting with, and they're actually experimenting with uh, uh, buses, like city buses and whatnot. So buses stop to pick people up. And so they'll stop underneath like a little platform or, or a little overhang, and then the bus can wirelessly charge through the roof, and that way it doesn't have to stop and recharge you know, for an extended period of time. So every time it stops. So you're gonna see wireless charging that way. You're also gonna see charging the cars as you drive. So right now, there are white and yellow lines painted on the roadways. So in the future, I think we're going to see where as you drive, there's going to be ways for you to, your car to actually, if you're near these, these lines, they're going to have ways that you can wirelessly charge while you're just driving, which could potentially mean you never have to stop as long as your legs don't get tired, your back doesn't get tired, things of that nature. So. Wireless charging, I think, is going to be huge as far as a fuel source. 
We also talked about like stuff that inside the car, right? So they're experimenting with monitoring a person's vital signs while they're driving. So there'll be health monitors that'll be embedded in the seat so that they can tell if you're having a heart attack, if your blood pressure gets low, um, if you're about to fall asleep, especially for like your long haul truck drivers, that's a big problem, right? So they're experimenting with being able to detect when there's gonna be potentially driver error, which is, let's face it, most of your collisions are, are created that way. So they're experimenting with that kind of stuff. We already have uh, navigation systems and with our cell phones, we don't need a, a dealer installed or a factory installed uh, navigation system. I've got navigation on my phone, plug it into my car. Now I've got navigation while I'm driving. So that's already happening, but that's gonna be even enhanced where you can uh, you know, ha have things uh, uh, happen. Anything you can control electronically, you can control through your car. And uh, I, think, I think that's only gonna get more and more advanced in the future. What kind of cars do you expect, like, in the future? As, like, other, like, aside from, like, electrics, do we all know, like, in, you know, five, probably even less than that, most cars are going to be electric. So what do you think that's going to, like, take into, like, these, you know, companies are going to take into their mind when they're going about ele electric and they're going against companies like Tesla, who's had, you know, the Model X came out, if I'm correct, in 2014. And one of the cars came out in 2014. So have a car out that long with electric capabilities and they have such a high market right now, how do you think electric, uh, other companies will compare themselves with cars to, you know, Tesla? So, so again, this follows, cars follow societal trends. One of the trends we're seeing in society now is a pursuit of what they call minimalism. So that means people having less stuff, right? And one of the things people are having less of, especially in your cities, is cars. And so in your cities, it's very typical for people not to even own an automobile. So one of the things we're gonna see in future cars is, is the driverless automobile. I really do think that's gonna happen. As they experiment with it, some people are listening to this right now and saying, there's no way I'm trusting a computer with gizmos and gadgets to monitor my safety or my children's safety while they're driving but more and more people are doing this. And so I think we're gonna see where people are actually owning fewer cars and you know, right now people use Uber and they call for, a, call for a driver to come pick them up. I think you're gonna see something very similar to that, but it's not gonna, it's gonna be driverless. It's gonna be a car with no driver. And so you and one or two other people are gonna get in the car and you're gonna do ride sharing like that. I think that's something we're gonna see. We're also seeing uh, automobiles that really only fit one or two people. And they're fitting them like tandem. Do you know what I mean by tandem? Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing some cars being made that are electric. Actually, um, who is it? Citroen has, uh, has a tandem electric car, very popular overseas in Europe where there's not a lot of space. And again, people don't own a lot of cars. It's, it's called the Citroen Twizy, I think it's called. It's just a tandem thing, four wheels, batteries on the bottom, 
uh, little tiny thing, you sneeze, it'll fall over, or at least it looks that way. But since all the weight is on the bottom, it doesn't tip over, right? And so for your highly populated places like cities and whatnot, these things are gonna be be a lot more popular. I've seen, I've seen a lot of car companies uh, uh, at least experimenting with them. But also something that we're seeing is private consumers, like just the random guy down the street experimenting with building his own car. That's something we see a lot of. There's a company out in Utah called Vanderhall. They have a three-wheeled vehicle. So it's two wheels in the front, one wheel in the back. And it's a gasoline engine, but it's a simple three-wheel thing. So since it only has three wheels, you only need a motorcycle license, which is a lot easier to get. And they only have to certify it as a motorcycle, which is much easier to do than, than your automobiles. And so this was just a guy who said, I have an idea. He borrows parts from other companies. It's got like a, I can't remember if it's a Honda engine in it or a GM engine. I can't remember, but it's a little four cylinder, front wheel drive. The rear wheel is just for balance. And he's selling these things for like twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 and people are buying them. You know, so we're going to see a lot of more. Again, society is pushing entrepreneurialism. So we're going to see a lot of more entrepreneurs starting their own car companies and experimenting with stuff. You know, you mentioned 2014. 2014, Tesla, they were developing their electric automobile. They had a really good idea down pat. But one of the things that they did that really is pushing the boundaries is they shared all of their ideas online. So oftentimes when companies develop something, they, they get patents and that way nobody else can copy them. But one of their company mottos and, and principles they follow is that they want other people to experiment with the electric cars and they want competition. They realize that competition drives up uh, innovation. They want people to be innovative. So they didn't restrict people from using their ideas. They actually published them online and they said, anybody use what we've done and make something and we'll compete with you that's fine you know it's only going to make uh drive us to to work harder and whatnot so we're going to see a lot of that stuff in the future okay so we're kind of talking about uh like fully autonomous cars mm -hmm. so what do you think the main problem is uh about fully autonomous cars so where do we begin so first of all the interesting thing is, and, and for me, the, the main, if we're talking the main problem, it's technology. It's, it's uh, well, actually I shouldn't say that, it's trust. It's me saying, okay, I trust that this machine made out of metal and plastic is gonna be a better judge of speed and distance than my eyes and my experience. So I think that's, you know, that's going to be the biggest problem. Um, that kind of wears away over time, but we don't know how much time, right? So, so again, society is who people who live in society buy these things. So it's getting, getting society to buy into them. Um, so that's one. Um, number two is technology making sure that all of these systems work well together. You know, um, on today's cars, they, they have, uh, have self-diagnostic features, right? And you got a warning light on your dashboard if something in, in the car is going wrong. 
and you know people worry about it you go somewhere and you get it checked out and back in the day i remember working in an auto uh, working in an auto shop and we used to charge an hour's worth of labor which back then was about 70 or 80 dollars just to plug in a diagnostic tool and tell you what was wrong with the car uh, nowadays you can go to a, a random place and do that for free but the problem with that is that that diagnostic thing can go off just because the gas door was open or for something very, very minor. So if something very minor can throw the diagnostic system off, what's gonna throw off your, uh, your self-driving thing? Something very, very minor could do that. Uh, right now uh, on my wife's car, she's got a feature where it tells her if she's going too far to the lane or, or not, right? And there's a sensor that that looks for the yellow lines. So sometimes that malfunctions though because it's snowing. If snow can throw off something, a, a safety feature in the car, how much trust am I gonna have in a system that is supposed to drive the entire way for me? So that's a big problem. But for me, I love driving. I do it for fun. I like to just get in my car and just go somewhere just for the fun of driving. And many, many years ago, that was a lot more popular than it is nowadays. Uh, there were fewer cars on the road. The cars were high horsepower. They were, you know, you could get a full tank of gas for $10 and you could just go. So it was easier to do that back in the day. So for me, I don't know if I ever want a self-driving car because I enjoy driving. You know, maybe on those days where I'm really tired, I'm rolling out of bed, but I know I got to go to work, right? I love my job. But for the most part, I enjoy to drive. I enjoy the driving experience. So I think they're going to be a, there's always going to be a certain segment of the population that uh, is just going to want to be able to be in control and want to have that driving experience. They want to take the corners and take the turns and they want to push the accelerator pedal down and, and go super fast. They just want to have that experience. So um, that I think is gonna be another obstacle in, in getting these autonomous cars going. That's all I have. I don't... That's all you have? Yeah, and I was thinking of questions as we went too. So I've got a couple of questions for you. So first of all, you're 11, 12 years old now, right? Mm -hmm. what, what is it about cars that interests you? I don't know. I feel like it's like I'm I'm a big sneakerhead. So like sneakers, just something that sets you off differently. Okay. Than everybody else. Like I've been involved in cars. I don't know. Practically my whole life. So, so what do you mean dad. involved in cars? No, my dad was always you know always liked to you know mess around with the cars. Okay. His one of his really good friends has a I don't know. He has like five twelve car garages. Full really. Of, full of just rare you know supercars. He he just got a new Lamborghini and really and I was like Wait, where around. are these garages uh, he lives in Colesnack he lives in Colesnack yes there's like two on his house and like two off so of if house. we take a field trip for newspaper club <laughs> we can go everybody else might be bored but I'll be super excited so I've like my dad has always been like involved in like cars okay so he, it's just something that I've been around for so long and yeah. I thought they were always so cool like this thing that goes so fast how could this thing you know go you know hit you know these speeds that right. are unimaginable, especially as they're just getting fast, especially with electric cars or, you know, going so fast. Like, just to mentally think about, like, even, like, that rush in your body of thinking going that fast. Right. I've always loved it. And and, and it's so funny you're talking about that because um, me, I, I've been a car guy 
as long as I can remember, my grandfather was a, was a mechanic. He was actually a mechanic in the army. So so he was always around cars and, and stuff that, you know, engines and, and things of that nature. And my dad was also. And growing up, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of money. So we needed, we needed to make things last as long as they could. And so my dad was a, a tinkerer. And so he was working on the cars so uh, to keep them going, and I would help him out too. And so, uh, so I think that's where, where we both kind of caught the bug, so to speak, from, from growing up, mm-hmm. uh, people like that. So that's very cool. You also said something about um, uh, form of expression. That's one thing that is also, I think, something that's going to be an obstacle for the self-driving cars. You see people, people customize them, right? They make them their own. They want to set their car apart from the other one. I mean, I, I know I do. One of the things I used to do in the, in the shop that I worked at is I would put pinstripe on the side of the cars. And so when I had my other car, I told you I, I had a Kia Soul. It was all white. And I'm like, wow, this is just way too much white. And so I put pinstripe on it and I made it a little different than what I've seen other, other cars. And so uh, it's a form of expression, you know, just like, you know, it's your style. Right, so you've got the you've got the super low riders with the with the airbags and make them bounce and stuff like that. Then you've got the hot rods where they've got the back back really high with the super wide tires. Uh, you've got the big giant trucks with the giant tires that originally was for going off road, but you know that these people are nowhere near driving these things off the road, right? And so it, it's a form of personal expression, and I think that's one thing that's super cool about cars. So. I showed you this earlier today. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like to you? A skateboard. It does look like a skateboard, right? And for those listeners, we'll post this picture. Maybe we'll call it Exhibit A. I don't know. <laughs> we'll call it something. So this is interesting. So this is a GM design of a potential electric car. And like I was telling you, this base here, this is all batteries, right? And then there are four electric motors inside the wheel. How old would you say that is? How old does that look? Uh, like two years, I would say. Two years old? Yeah. Okay, so look at this car. This car was actually built on that platform. We'll call this Exhibit B. So this car is a body that would sit on that platform. And they call this the skateboard platform because it looks like a skateboard. And the idea was, so here's the other thing. You could get this same platform with this car, Exhibit B, as this car, we'll call that Exhibit C. And so this came out, well, it was never sold publicly, but this is uh, uh, an idea. This is 18 years old. And actually, the, the guy who designed this for General Motors influenced Elon Musk. And Elon Musk uses the same kind of skateboard, very low battery platform on, on his cars, right? And so, but the idea, which was fascinating to me, is that you would buy this, but then you could buy multiple bodies and that just could be swap them out. Yes. So you could you could at your house in your garage, 
you could have this body and then you can lift the body off of the platform, put it to the side. If you don't need to haul, you know, six, eight people in a van, exhibit C, you could take it off and you're going out on the weekend, you could put exhibit a, a, exhibit B on there and you could cruise the neighborhood or, or whatever, have a fun weekend drive. Or you can put a pickup truck on there. So you need a pickup truck for the weekend. You're doing a project. So that, that I think is fascinating. You know, um, if you look at Tesla's new pickup truck, one of the things it has, it's got a, a smaller, the, the bed's not massive, right? It's more for people, right? Yeah. And if you look at uh, uh, the Honda Ridgeline, it's a front wheel drive, four door, very small bed. So people are trying to get one thing to do multiple things for them, right? That's why cell phones are so popular is because we call it a phone, but that's ridiculous. It's so much more than a phone, right? Yeah. Because that one device does multiple things for you. So why not the automobile? Why not the car that we drive? Why not have it do more things for us? So you've got the one base platform, then you can have another body that you put on during the week when you got to, you know, soccer mom's got to drive the kids back and forth to soccer practice. You got another body that's a, you know, sports car when you got to want to go cruising on the weekends. You got another body that's a pickup truck when you need to do the projects around the house. So again, that's almost 20 years old, but it looks like it could be on the showroom floor today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a real credit to the designers of these automobiles. Their, it- their creativity is amazing. And that just goes to show how long these ideas have been like brewing for, and now they're kind of all you know coming together, and they're actually all happening. I, absolutely, and and you know the technology that makes it the technology is around now. I can't remember his name, but the guy who designed the skateboard platform for GM, he actually works for um, a company now that makes the 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 small uh, technology parts for your phones and things like that. As technology improves, we're able to do more stuff with it, right? You know, this in no way looks like a battery, but it really is. And there is no way to affordably mass produce that 20 years ago. Nowadays, you can. And so that's why, that's another reason why we're seeing these things come out today because technology's there. Science, engineering, development, things like that. People are, you know, people are trying to figure out these problems and and they're making them work. So it's pretty cool. Cool time to be alive and driving. Yeah. So I got nothing else. I have nothing else. All right. Been fun talking. Thank you to watching our second episode of the Hawk Talk. I am very grateful for having Mr. Maldonado here, and I want to give him a very big thank you. And if you want to see the pictures and notes from this podcast, you can go over to the Hawker, and that's where we'll hold everything on the top bar. You can see our podcast, Hawk Talk. Well, peace out.